I am Christy Ballard Fellaini. I am a certified life coach who found herself at 42, freshly divorced, kids off to college, and having never dated in my adult life. I was starting in the middle. If you haven't yet hit start on your middle time in life, let's do it together. Let the journey begin. Hey there, you are listening to Start in the Middle, episode number 12. Hey, I want to start today's podcast with a shout out to my friends in New Zealand. I received an email message from a gentleman by the name of Carlos, who works for a company called Pod Status, and he mentioned to me that my little podcast has a pretty big following in New Zealand, and I am so excited about that. I told the hubster that New Zealand is now on our bucket list because my tribe, my friends are there. So guys, today I want to talk to you about lovability and the capacity to love. So I want to ask you, did you know that love is an emotion that you get to choose? It is just like any other emotion that is available to you at any time. You have the capacity to choose whatever emotion it is that you want to feel. If we are truly being honest with ourselves, when was the last time that you had the thought I'm just not lovable, or I don't feel loved, or he or she doesn't love me the way that I need to be loved. I want to tell you, this is one of those sneaky little thoughts that can sometimes creep in, whether it is that we are married or just not feeling the connection, or if you are single and you're tired of feeling lonely. When we are thinking this thought or similar thoughts, and we are doubting our lovability, it can become quickly one that we have a hard time letting go of, or we allow ourselves to sort of stay stuck and let the feeling of loneliness just compound in our brains. And given that our brain is pre-programmed to look for problems, it is going to go on the hunt to prove that you are right. And for your brain to prove that you are unlovable, it's just not what I want for you. So I touched base on this concept in one of my earlier episodes about how you treat yourself. So part of this will be a reminder to you, but let me repeat something that I have said before. You are a hundred percent lovable. If you didn't get that in one of my prior episodes, I just want to tell you again, you are a hundred percent lovable just as you are. Now, for some, this statement is going to pop up some thoughts, probably some negative thoughts, because unfortunately, 
our negative thoughts take up the most space in our brains. But let me say it again in the hopes that you will start to question and really get curious about why does she keep telling me this? And that's not what my brain believes. Again, you are 100% lovable. Just as you are with all that you have done, all that you do, and exactly how you look right now in this space. There is nothing more or less that you can do to be or to become more lovable other than your own thoughts. Here's what gets in the way of our ability to believe this. It is simply our own thoughts and our own judgments about ourselves. Your love for yourself is a reflection of your choice to love yourself. And it has nothing to do with your lovability. And your lovability will depend on your willingness and your capacity to love yourself. Here is the amazing news about this. Just in case you're already thinking, okay, she wants me to love myself. Once you realize that you are already 100% lovable and you yourself will start to allow yourself to love you, you will realize that you don't have to have or you don't need someone else in your life to make you feel loved. So that means you don't have to be in a relationship or married to feel loved. You do not need someone else to prove to you that you are lovable. You are the proof. And your creator created you in his reflection, in his image. Here's what keeps us from feeling that love. Judgment. Shame guilt. I think that the biggest one of these is our own self-judgment. We are so busy judging what we look like, judging the things that we say, what we did, or we often get into other people's models. And what I mean by that is that we often think that other people are thinking about us and that other people are judging us judging the way that we look, judging the things that we do. We have been so programmed by outside sources of how we should look, what we should be capable of, and what love is supposed to look like. That when we ourselves think that we don't meet these standards, we automatically tell ourselves that there must be something wrong with us. Let me tell you, there is not. And I hope that you will start to do the work that it's going to take for you to start believing that. Yes, we are flawed. Yes, there are things that we have done that we are not proud of, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with you or about you. What if... All of those things were things that you were supposed to experience, things that you were supposed to 
learned from. And actually, if you reach hard enough or you reach out far enough things that you are supposed to love about yourself, your creator created you to be a reflection of his love. You need to start believing that. And I use the word need because if you don't, or if you're unwilling to love yourself, do you think that you will have the capacity to love others? So let's think about that word capacity. Capacity means the ability or the power to produce. So if we are talking about our capacity to love, it means that we have the ability to produce love. Don't you think that you should start with yourself? I promise you, I'm not saying this as a scare tactic. And I know that old cliche about if you don't love yourself, no one else will. But I am saying it in the hopes that you will realize that you don't have to wait for someone else in order for you to feel loved. You have the ability to do that for yourself. It is totally available to you. It takes practice. It takes patience. It will take the willingness to believe something new about you. Notice that I said the willingness. Now, let me tell you why this is so important. Now, you're going to want to listen up for this. This is probably going to blow your mind. I know that it did mine when I was first starting working on loving myself. And I really want you to let this really sink in. When your brain wants to focus on the thought, why doesn't he or she love me? Or why can't they love me in the way that I want or I need to be loved? Have you ever considered that maybe that person just doesn't have the capacity to love? Remember, again, capacity is defined as the amount that something can be produced. So what if whoever it is that you are wishing to feel more love from just simply isn't capable of producing it? And this being capable to produce or not produce love can come from many different circumstances. So I want to share with you a story about my grandmother and my mother. So my grandmother on my mom's side, right up until the end of her life, she was a very bitter and mean woman. She often said the most hateful things to my mom, and it often left my mom feeling horrible about herself and longing for the love and the affection from her own mom. Now, I want to give you some background on my grandmother. She, for the most part of her life, from the time that she was very little, was brought up in an orphanage. So you can imagine the amount of human loving contact that she probably did not receive 
as an infant or as growing up. So being raised in an environment with a lack of affection and a lack of love, it is my belief that this trauma is what made my grandmother incapable or lacking the capacity to love. So later in her life, she did go on to have four children of her own. Throughout her adulthood, she continued to be plagued with depression and addiction to alcohol. So much so that it was my mother being the oldest that ended up being the caregiver for her younger siblings. And at my amazement, she did it with such love and compassion. She then went on to have five girls of her own. She very easily could have adopted my grandmother's wounds and become bitter herself. However, that was not her. She had the kindest heart. She literally would have done anything for any of us girls. We knew without a doubt that she loved us. The saddest part of this story is that she never learned how to love herself. She too struggled with feeling love. Here's the thing, friends. We cannot look outside of ourselves to feel an emotion. When we do that, we are giving all of our capacity and all of our power to someone or something else. And especially if they do not have the capacity themselves for whatever reason, they're going to fall short of what we think we need from them. So here's what made my mom's experience so different from my grandmother's. My mom was raised the majority of her life by her grandparents on my grandfather's side. Her grandparents on my grandfather's side were amazing Mormon parents. They had so much capacity to love and they taught my mom how to love other people. They taught her that capacity. They showed her the love and the affection that she needed to be able to create that capacity to love within herself. And that is how us five girls were so completely blessed by my mom. You see, our capacity to love can be shaped by so many different circumstances. In the book, What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey, Dr. Perry talks about how even infants in the womb can experience traumas that will mold and shape who they will become, which is why I believe that my mom's capacity to love us came from her experience of being raised by her grandparents. You see, people have the capacity to love and show their love in several different ways. Let's take, for instance, my husband. This man rolls out of bed 
every single morning. And as soon as he opens his eyes, he is already whispering joy at me. And I tell you what, I am not a morning person and I have no interest in having any sort of conversation with anyone until I have been up for at least an hour and maybe two cups of coffee fueling me. But this man can never stay mad for too long. Whereas I have been known to stay mad for too long. Now, remember, we're all a work in progress. But this man has shown me that he has the capacity and the ability to love wholeheartedly. And as much as I hate to admit it, sometimes I do take that for granted. Again, it is our experiences from early childhood that create that capacity for us to love and to show love. The point is we cannot continue to put responsibility of feeling loved on other human beings. By doing so, you are giving too much of your emotional power away. Like I said at the beginning, if you are struggling with loving yourself, or if this is not something you are already in the practice of, I hope this message will encourage you. I hope that it will help you see that again, society has taught us and set us up for failure in teaching us to believe that love and lovability comes from sources outside of ourselves. I also hope that this message will encourage you to be curious about this and think about how changing your beliefs on where love comes from can change not just your relationship with yourself, but also your relationship with other people as well. Maybe it will help you to have a better understanding of the person you married and how your relationship has changed over the years. Maybe it will give you a better understanding of your relationship with your own parents or even your in-laws. I also want to remind you that when you do decide to dive into this new line of thinking, that you are patient with yourself and you are giving yourself the grace and the time that it's going to take. Changing our beliefs, as you know, takes time. It is also going to take a lot of hard work. You may even be saying, Christy, I have been so far from love with myself for so long, I don't even know where to start. Friends, I can help. All you have to do is visit my website, click on free consultation, and choose a time for free. No obligation, no cost. Let me help you get started on this journey. If you don't see a time that works for you, please email me and I will work with you on a time that works best for your schedule. I know you want to feel loved and I know you are capable of change. One thought at a time, one 
old nasty belief that we need to get rid of at a time. One lie you have been listening to for far too long at a time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I thank you for listening to Start in the Middle with me, Christy Ballard Fellaini. I hope you will continue to tune in as we discover all this midlife journey has to offer us. Who is your life coach? I would love the opportunity to work with you as you are rediscovering the woman you were meant to be. Visit ChristyBallardFellaini.com for more information on how we can work together to ignite that passionate, enthusiastic woman who may have been tucked away for some time. Let's start in the middle together.